section of scripture and discuss what it means and how it applies to our lives. It is my hope that God will speak to you through these words and bring you closer to him. I'm blessed to have this opportunity to speak with you and I thank you so much for being with me here today. If you find value in what I'm doing here, please support my efforts by buying me a cup of coffee. It would help me financially, of course, but it would also encourage me to know that there are people out there who appreciate what I'm doing. My cash app is is dollar sign black hat today that's dollar sign b-l-a-c-k-h-a-t today if you prefer to send a check you may do so care of b-k royster r-o-y-s-t-e-r at post office box 807 in oxford north carolina 27565 also if you wish to support wcbq radio who broadcast my program in north carolina during the week you may send a check to them care of their station manager Loretta Smith at Post Office Box 1005 in Oxford, North Carolina, also 27565. Today's scripture selection is Proverbs chapter 1, verses 1 through 4, 7, 8, 10, 20, 21, 22, 32, and 33. The King James Version reads as follows. The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel. To know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, and judgment, and equity, to give subtly to the simple, to the young man knowledge and discretion. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. My son, hear the instruction of thy father, and forsake not the law of thy mother. My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. Wisdom crieth without, she uttereth her voice in the streets, she crieth in the chief place of concourse, in the openings of the gates, in the city she uttereth her words, saying, How long, ye simple ones, will ye love simplicity? And the scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. For the turning away of the simple shall slay them, and their prosperity of fools shall destroy them. But whoso hearketh unto me shall dwell safely, and shall be quiet from fear of evil. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the freedom and the ability to discuss your word and enjoy your presence. Help us to understand your word and your will for our daily lives more fully. We ask that you bless this discussion of your word, that it will speak to someone who needs to hear from you. We ask that you use these words to bring someone closer to you, and that you will touch their hearts to love others through action in your name. That each of us will do something to show love to their neighbor in action as well as in word, that each of us will do our best to represent you to the world. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. The verses for today are instructive. We have several statements of advice from King David 
designed to guide us along life's path in such a way that we will have the best life possible. The setting here, as I see it, is of a wise elder sharing wisdom earned from many years of life experiences. In any situation, it is advisable to listen to those who have come before us and learn from them. They are like living cliff notes for your life. But in this instance, this advice is not simple human advice to be taken with a grain of salt. This is advice from God. The advice given here is to be taken in context, but it is like having our manufacturer's advice for best use and best experience. Here we have instructions from our maker, our molder, our heavenly father. Let's get right to it. The first section of today's text, verses 1 through 4, 7, 8, and 10, reads, The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to receive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, and judgment, and equity, to give subtly to the simple, to the young man knowledge and discretion. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. My son, hear the instruction of thy father, and forsake not the law of thy mother. My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. Let's look at this rapid-fire group of statements one by one. To know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding. To know wisdom and instruction is not simply to understand the wisdom you have or have been given. It is not simply to know what you should do and what your instructions are. More than this, it is to take action and do what you know you should do. You must internalize this wisdom and act accordingly. The second one says, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, and judgment, and equity. Once you know what to do and have learned how to act in this knowledge and wisdom, you must further discipline yourself to act justly, with sound judgment, and with fairness towards your fellow man in mind. If you have wisdom and good instruction on how to take care of and provide for your family, but care nothing about others, then you've failed. This wisdom of God is not to be simply thought about and discussed. It is to be the foundation from which you live your life and help others. The next part says, to give subtly to the simple, to the young man knowledge and discretion. In my opinion, here we are told that it is wise to give with prudence to those that have not progressed as far in life as we have. Just as we seek knowledge and wisdom from those who have more or different life experiences than we have, we should be willing to share our knowledge and wisdom with those who have fewer life experiences than we have. Over those who have not learned from their experiences and are repeating negative experiences that we, in our own lives, were able to stop. I believe that if we are open to sharing our experiences, knowledge, and wisdom with others, God will send those people to us and we will be blessed that much more. The next portion says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. This bit of advice trips up many people. They view this as meaning to be in fear of the Lord, as a child would be in fear of an abusive parent. This is especially problematic for those who have been traumatized by childhood abuse. Fortunately, this is not what is meant here. To fear the Lord is to have great respect for Him, to acknowledge that He is above us in knowledge ability, power, wisdom, goodness, love, etc. Knowing and trusting in the fact that the Lord God also cares about us and wants the best for us allows us to not only acknowledge His superiority, but to submit to His plans for us. Once we truly have this point of view, we will begin to want more and more of God's Word. Then we will begin to grow in the knowledge of God, His will for us, and how we should live our day-to-day lives. The next portion says, 
but fools despise wisdom and instruction. On the opposite side of this are the fools. Many people reject the idea that there is any greater being than we humans. They feel that the deep thoughts of a man are the highest thoughts in existence. They feel that everything around us, the systems of weather, the uncounted creatures on the planet, the tilt of our planet, our own beating hearts, are all accidents or the outgrowth of ancient accidents. This further means that we have no meaning, no real goals, and that we are no better in origin than ants or bees. There is an old story some people use to explain how accidents seem like purpose. The story says that, statistically, if one billion tornadoes spent one billion hours spinning in one billion junkyards, one of those tornadoes will eventually throw the pieces of a 747 together in such a way that the plane will be working and ready to take off, needing only a crew and passengers. I see this as foolish. It is a necessary belief for certain fields of study. To see it as a statistical tool that we know is wrong, but it is the best we can do for now until we can learn more. No, that's one thing. But to present it as factual without any doubt is, in my opinion, foolishness. Foolishness that began with the dismissal of godly wisdom. The next portion says, My son, hear the instruction of thy father, and forsake not the law of thy mother. This passage is more of an emphasis, in my opinion, to pay attention to what is being said here, and to also give proper attention to those in authority over you, such as a parent or a teacher, so that you can continue to grow and learn over time. And the last one says, My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. On the opposite side of the wise parents and teachers are the sinners who will try to bring you into their world of destruction. One of their favorite tools is peer pressure. Another is incremental change. They will entice you to do something small, and then another, and then another, and so on. They will eventually take you further than you wanted to go and will keep you longer than you wanted to stay. Avoid them. The second section of today's text, verses 20 and 21, reads, Wisdom crieth without. She uttereth her voice in the street. She crieth in the chief place of concourse, in the openings of the gates. In the city she uttereth her words, saying, Here God is showing us that wisdom is not hidden away, nor is it difficult to gain. Wisdom is readily available to us. This passage puts me in mind of flashing signs begging for our attention. How willfully ignorant must we be to not see wisdom all around us? Even more so, we have wisdom in the Word of God in our Bibles. Bibles are readily available all around us. Each one is crying out to the world to be picked up so the reader can learn about the good news, the wisdom of God, and the way to salvation and eternal life. The last section of today's text, verses 22, 32, and 33, reads, How long, ye simple ones, will ye love simplicity? And scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. For the turning away of the simple shall slay them, and the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. But whoso hearketh unto me shall dwell safely, and shall be quiet from fear of evil. How long will we destroy our own lives, and the lives of those that are influenced by us? We have all seen those people who love the sound of their own voices. They aren't really making any sense, but they think that they're really at a higher level. While they're in the midst of their false wisdom and following their own bad advice, they think that they're being wise and attempt to bring other people into their mindset. One ultimate example of this are cult leaders. Cult leaders have destroyed many thousands of lives with foolishness. Some of you may remember the cultists that regularly gave parents Kool-Aid 
that may or may not have contained poison to give to their children. Eventually, he gave them actual poison Kool-Aid, which they gave to their children, and all of them died. The opposite of this is, of course, the life that godly wisdom gives us all. Even if we are subject to pain, sickness, or intentional harm, we can keep our peace and be free from fear because we know that our future is sure in the Lord. That concludes our scripture discussion for today. Thank you for spending this time with me, talking about, learning about, and enjoying Christ. It is my hope that God has used my words to touch you today and has brought you closer to him. Let us pray. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. If you find value in what I'm doing here today, please support my efforts by buying me a cup of coffee. It would help me financially, of course, but it would also encourage me to know that there are people out there who appreciate what I'm doing. My cash app is dollar sign black hat today. If you prefer to send a check, you may do so here at BK Royster at Post Office Box 807 in Oxford, North Carolina, 27565. Also, if you wish to support WCBQ Radio, who broadcasts my program in North Carolina during the week, you may send a check to them, care of their station manager, Loretta Smith, at Post Office Box 1005, also in Oxford, North Carolina, 27565. I'm Kirk Royster, and it has been a privilege to talk with you today. If you'd like to respond to anything I've said here today, please leave a voicemail or text at 832-377-0044 or email me at blackheadradio at zohomail.com with Christ Quarter in the subject line. I'll see you next time right here on the Christ Quarter. But it's just another day that the Lord has kept me. Well, I've been through so many things. I've suffered so much pain. There were days when I felt like I just couldn't make it through But by the grace of God I made it through it all Standing on His promises He never let me fall Sometimes